Hello everyone, welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode is with Jack Inslee about episodes 5 and 6 of The Last Dance, currently airing on ESPN, soon to be coming to Netflix. We've been chatting about The Last Dance every week after it airs. It is quite fun, especially if you grew up in and or around Chicago in the 90s or turned on your television once in the 90s or loved Michael Jordan seasons on the Washington Wizards. Before we go any further, if you're listening to this on youmethemeverybody.com, thank you for doing that. If you're listening to it via iTunes, thank you for doing that. If you're listening to it on Spotify, thank you for doing that. I am informing you that we are on iTunes youmethemeverybody.com and Spotify. If you would like to subscribe to one rather than the other, go to youmethemeverybody.com and go to the about page and there's links to listen however is easiest for you. Also, we now have a Patreon because these are the end times and things are rough. So go to youmethemeverybody.com and go to the about page and please click on our Patreon link and then give us whatever you think is reasonable, $3, $10, a few thousand dollars. Sometimes you got to throw the coin at the wall like Michael Jordan and win some money from security guards at the United Center. So without further ado, here's Jack Inslee and I on the greatest documentary series ever produced about the 1997-98 Chicago Bulls. Oh, are you being sarcastic when you say you're great? Or you're no, I am. Too? I'm doing good. Yeah, what are your most what are your days mostly like? Um, I'm working out a lot now. That's like, good. I'm doing I'm doing the insanity workout. What's that? It's like a DVD workout series, um, nine week program. It's like, I guess interval cardio. How are call your knees? It. Shot. Man. Hey, really? My knees. Yeah, my back, my knees, everything hurts. I'm very, I don't really stay active generally. So it's kind of like a shock to the system, but it's good. I'm like nine days in. I pinched a nerve in my upper back, like between my shoulder blades into my neck Ooh. yesterday around like 145. Uh, it was just, it's from like cycling every day and then also just picking up the kid all the time. So oh, wow. watching the last dance episodes five and six, where I'm the same age as Jordan, every single thing he does in terms of partying and golfing and then playing basketball is even more impressive. The older I get dude, right? That's the thing, man. He was well in his thirties. He looks miserable a hundred percent of the time during the last <laughs> season, right? Yes, he definitely does. Yes. It's pretty great. Yeah. He doesn't seem to take much joy in, Really, anything after no. what? Like the first championship, like when he's crying? I haven't seen any joy out of him since. Yeah. All right. What are your two? I have two giant takeaways from episodes five and six. Do you have any? Episode six was the best. That's my takeaway. Was, that was the best one so far. It's everything I've been complaining about in our interviews is starting to get addressed. It's becoming more of a character study, although they still didn't go as deep as I wanted. But what are you waiting for? Because that's the gamble. By the way, Episodes five and six, because they're aired back to back, they kind of blur together. Yeah, so true. I'm ass- I think six is like the gambling episode, right? Six is the Knicks and the gambling okay. and the Jordan Rules book. What I want is more interviews with people who don't like him. Like I you know what Thomas? I mean? <laughs> Not even like I mean, I, I kind of felt in a weird way like Will Purdue maybe didn't like him, um, just because he. Uh, beat him up once just because jordan beat up i don't know you know what i'm saying i just don't i i I want the propaganda to get broke a little bit and i mean like we we sort of touch on the like the you know republicans buy sneakers too thing which is totally a comment taken out of context but they don't really even push him for any of his political opinions now it's like well 
Well, no, that mm-hmm. he's had the same political opinion since 1990 during that Senate race, and that's one of my two qu- big takeaways from this that I keep thinking about. And the answer is, I don't know. I think the answer is no. So my big takeaway is uh, Jordan's uh, Republicans buy shoes too. Let's look at where Jordan's from. Born in New York, raised in North Carolina, went to school at North Carolina. Mm-hmm. The Jesse Helms Harvey Gantt race, the way it went down is Jesse Helms won 52.6 percent of the vote. Harvey Gantt ran 47.4. Do you mm-hmm. think a 1990 pre-championship Michael Jordan could swing that many people? Could swing upwards of wow, this is a huge difference. One million eighty-nine thousand. Uh, 12 votes for Helms, and Gant had 981-573. That's a huge shift. Could Jordan move that many people to the Gant team in 1990 in North Carolina? No. Okay, therefore, knowing that, knowing how it played out, no matter what Jordan says, why risk that when he could say some ass hat, Jesus Christ, he could say some ass, and I think like Republicans buy shoes too, and give money and keep golfing and gambling with the worst people possible. Well, what's the point? What's your point here? Why not do what Jordan did? I think he actually did. The oh yeah. I'm not even thing. that mad at him for it. I'm not that mad at him for that at all. I didn't take much from that comment. Well, president Barack Obama, who was finally acknowledged as president did have something to say about <laughs> it in this episode and was upset. And, and I was upset for a very long time too, until I thought about it in the context of when the race actually happened and the way Sam Smith, the author of the Jordan Rules book, it's Sam Smith, right? Yeah. Uh, he wrote about this on NBA.com like during the first week of uh, The Last Dance. So yes. he, he acknowledged it like it was a throwaway comment. It wasn't like a serious thought out thing. But even as a thrown out comment, yeah, it makes total sense. This guy understands it. The only player that I could ever think of actually changing a senatorial race is 2018 Charles Barkley switching parties to endorse Jug Jones in the great state of Alabama? Mm-hmm. That's the only one. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that wasn't really my beef, though. It wasn't the fact that, that I, I just, we don't, we're not getting enough why. We're getting an introduction to these things like, oh, this happened, and then this happened, and maybe he's a sociopath, and maybe <laughs> he loves Gambit. But why? Like, we're not... I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm expecting too much. Yeah. He, he says the whole time he's like, I'm misunderstood. Why? What what, what was misunderstood? When you say he says it the whole time, do you mean like when he's doing the direct camera, I'm apologizing to Ahmad Rashad, I don't have a problem in 93? Or oh, God, you- that was the best. That was my favorite part of okay. this whole fucking thing, man. Like, <laughs> to show up to that interview with shades on is... <laughs> is just so good. Here's a take I was kind of tossing around. Is is Michael Jordan Kanye West with manners? No. Why? Because he's too smart. He's not Kanye West. Michael Jordan is Michael Jordan. Uh, the closest you could maybe come is Michael Jackson. Sure, in terms of levels of fame. Yeah. But I'm talking kind of levels of narcissism. Levels of narcissism? I mean, no. There's only when one. I saw him show up to that interview with the shades on, only granting the interview to like his best friend in the media, I was like, that is the most Kanye move I've ever seen in my life. You're not wrong. I don't agree, though. All right. He's one of one. He's Michael Jackson. Yeah, that's fair. Michael Jackson Oprah interview happens for a reason. Like, Anyways... As soon as I saw that part of the doc, which was great, I instantly thought of uh, ODB's Got Your Money. 
<laughs> specifically the I don't have no problem with you fucking me I, but I have a little problem with you not fucking me the part where he's like I have money what's the problem I still have my kids and my wife everything's fine <laughs> he's like I'm not begging on the corner okay guys <laughs> like that, no no that's not how problems work but okay sure whatever man here's another question I have for you if you were to guess what's his gambling ledger lifetime Okay, that's my first. That, we've already established my first question was about the 1990 senatorial race. Now my question is the follow up: What do the security guards make in the United Center in Chicago Stadium off of Michael Jordan from '84 to '93 and from '95 to '98? Because those guys <laughs> went home with a few extra grand every year. Yeah, man, I was floating a theory around while watching it that there are probably some people who built. I'm not exaggerating. There are probably some people who have built their life savings on gambling winnings from Michael Jordan. Oh, fuck yes. Fuck it. Probably. Definitely. There are people out there set for life because they're better than him at, say, golf or poker. Golf for sure. But what about that coin toss game? Could you buy a house with the winnings you made off of Michael Jordan? Nah, it seemed like those games were, you know, 20 bucks here, 20 bucks. I don't think he got competitive enough to raise the stakes high enough. I agree with you that he bet 20 bucks a hand. How many hands do you think he played that coin toss game now? <laughs> it was a nice supplemental income, put it that way. That guy is the gif of the season thus far. Oh, and he States. passed away recently, too. Oh, did he? You did some deep diving on that? What was that guy's yeah, name? Yeah, man, in January. I, 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 I got to find it for you, but um, he did pass in, in January, I believe. That is the so. uh, I want you to leave, or I think you should leave uh, gif waiting to happen. Oh, God, yeah. That was such a great moment of the last. That alone makes this series worthwhile. A hundred percent. It's so good. Uh, did you see any of the um, uh, the vitriol that Michael Jordan and the series received uh, since we last spoke? No. Isaiah Thomas came out and said Jordan's only the fourth best player he ever played against, oh, which Lord. is great. And Ken Burns said this shouldn't be considered a documentary. Um which I completely agree with, but he also said he hasn't seen any of it. So, <laughs> well, was he was it sort of the same thing I'm getting at, where it's like yep. it's propaganda? Yeah, yeah, right. That that's my problem. With, I mean, I say it, it is a problem with it objectively, but I'm enjoying the hell out of it. Oh, same. And also, even though it's propaganda, it reminded me of Ken Burns' most recent documentary series, which was great. Country music. The winners write history. Everyone. That's not the husbands don't really get to chime in ever. That's not no. And so just because Jordan has final say on this doesn't mean you're not going to learn something. I'm not learning that much. There's not that much I'm learning that's new. What is a decent documentary ever at this point? Ever since Roger and me in, in like hit in 89, I feel like we're getting more and more of that. Like The Last Dance is a very similar version of Roger and me. Like These filmmakers love the Bulls. Like That's what this is about. This only exists because Jordan said, okay. So there are things that we just won't learn until Jordan one day passes away. Do you have a running list? No, not necessarily. Um, again, we haven't heard much about family life. Oh yeah. We have yet to see, have we seen it? We have seen his mother direct a camera. Yes. Yes. Okay. And we've seen some footage of dad. We have not heard from ex-wife, current wife, kids. We, I think we got one soundbite from a kid. Oh, but when we're not were, getting much like, of that. Doing a dribbling drill or something, and he's like, "Don't yeah, fuck it up." Yeah, something stupid like that. Right, right, exactly. The thing I just think is- it's such a fucking interesting character, man. Oh like, God, yeah, he he plays that last game in the garden, and Ewing comes to congratulate him, and he's still just being a jerk for no reason. You know, I think this series also exists to say, like, "Fuck you, Jack Inslee. The Knicks sucked in the '90s. Here's your proof." Oh man, I, well it. 
it needed a trigger warning for Knicks fans that episode. <laughs> Every goddamn and episode, you don't even see it coming. No, this was the this was the real one though. That series is my first memory of punching a wall. Oh, really? Yeah, man. Like we're up 2-0, and I'm like, holy shit, holy shit, we're gonna do it. And I'm what seven, eight years old, you know? But I'm like, we're gonna do it. We're up 2-0, and then that third game, it's just like, fuck me. <laughs> I'm sorry. How old were you? Uh, it was ninety. I was seven, I guess. Seven and a half. I was about the same age when I threw my hat for the first. Time. I threw a hat at a wall angrily. I didn't uh, punch a wall. I didn't yeah, do any damage to the wall. I just remember like hitting the wall and being really like demonstratively upset. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, it was tough, man. It was really, really tough. Well, it makes sense of why. Like you should be angry. You should yeah. have won that series. <laughs> oh man! And then they're showing that Charles Smith the last shot and he gets fouled so many times and then no one calls anything. It was tough. It was tough. <laughs> it was really tough. Um, I had no idea. That's how good the bulls were. I had no idea that he wore air Jordan once during his last game at the garden. I didn't know that either. And that's such a dope story. Also, like, do you think he actually bled through his socks? No, Did he actually have a Kirk Schilling game. I know. No. How do you bleed? I don't know. I mean, maybe, what, his toenail fall off? Like, how the hell are you bleeding from your... I don't know. I'm not an athlete. What the fuck do I know? <laughs> but, you know, like, a, another example of something that gets casually tossed out there, and I'm like, wait, what did your teammates say when your sh- foot was bleeding? How did you recover from that? Like, no follow-up, just, yeah, bled through my sock. Do you remember that game at all? Like, were the Knicks any good in 98? Oh, I don't remember that game. I actually was at Jordan's last game at the Garden, though, and as a wizard. Yeah. How was that? Um, but I, it was amazing. It was so much fun. Because I think the wizard was not good at that point, or he was still like moderately good? It was just a great game. Uh, I think it went to overtime. I think Juan Dixon won the game for the Wizards. Um, it was just a great game. I remember having a lot of fun at it. I don't really remember that game in 98, um, but it was it was cool. The, the the shoes thing I didn't know that was a fun little tidbit. I have those shoes. I mean, do you? Like, you have not the well, originals. Not the originals, no. But but yeah, like what is it? Like five years ago, they reissued like all of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're always doing yeah. All kinds of and I bought right. like the ones because they're like the least objectionable. They still look modern type of shoes. I think mm-hmm. that the second or third best Jordans of all time in terms of shoes. That's a whole different combo, man. That's. But the ones are probably the most iconic. I would disagree. I like. I think the most iconic are the ones that have like. I think it's the 1990 season, um, where it's like a, sort of like a netting on the, the ankle. Jordan fours, yeah, yeah. Those are probably like a number one. Those are the best, specifically the white version. I think those are the ones that are in do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Those are, I think are the best. Then either the number ones or the season that they won against the Lakers. I don't remember which those would have been. There's a little um, like pinkish red on the tongue. Those, I think, those are the three best. I mean, that we only got a little bit of as well. The shoe thing. I remember. Know? I've read so much about the shoe thing because I read a book about the Dream Team, and there's at least an entire chapter about Jordan not wanting to wear the Reebok thing, so he covers it with a flag and his like loyalty to Nike. And all of that. Oh, that was so cool. Yeah, they they did they did that in this in episode five. I think that was amazing. I mean, God, the levels of petty that this guy. I mean, he's a sociopath. Yeah, he is. 
totally. complete sociopath. And I don't think we're really going to get to that in an objective way. And I don't know if everybody's catching that, but damn, man, he's who crazy. Think, who do you think is missing that he's a sociopath? I don't know. Casual fan. There's this narrative where it's just like, no, that's the drive it takes to win, man. Like, it's celebrated in a weird way. And I'm like, no, nah, he could have won without being a sociopath for sure. Like, I, you can be driven in your craft and not have to take advantage of Will Purdue playing $1 hands of blackjack at the fucking front of the plane, you know, like ruining everybody's <laughs> day. Just Even insane. <laughs> insane. Yeah, I love it. Uh, you know, I think is a huge uh, winner from this entire series. No, the Miller Company. Jesus, uh, Phil's drinking MGD after they won a championship. Uh, True enough. Scotty and Mike are drinking Miller Lights during the '98 season. I had no idea Miller and cigars were what fueled the '91 through '98 Chicago Bulls. Dennis Rodman was drinking a Miller Light, I think, uh, when fuck? he was on that bike. Yeah, everyone loves Miller Light. Uh huh. Oh you- well, the other the other point I had, not to, to, to diverge too much, but um, we did get a little of the Tony Kukoc thing, just a little bit, a and- little. And I thought they were going to go there because they're like, no, these people, these guys from a war torn country, and, yeah. and they just kind of say that, and that's it. But also, like, why? But what I never have understood, and I will probably die never understanding. I think it's just a part of your DNA. Just because somebody you like, you don't like, like somebody, doesn't make them a bad person. So say again. So the entire reason Mike and Scotty hated Kukoc was not oh, Tony yeah. Kukoc. It had yeah, literally yeah, yeah, yeah. nothing to do with Tony Kukoc. <laughs> but because Jerry Krause is a fan, fuck him. It doesn't make any sense. Very, very weird. It's not like, and then you add into the fact that like this is your future teammate. His success will make your lives better. It like never dawned on them. Hmm. It's like, no, we have to destroy this motherfucker for no reason. <laughs> it's great. Or at least they mentioned him. It was weird that it had gone so far without mentioning him at all. It's like the first, I think it's the first, any of Tony Kukoc. I don't think we see any game footage. It's the first camera of Kukoc. Yeah. But you've seen him like in passing the entire time. Kind of. No, no, no. You've seen him in, like, I think he might even be in the intro. Okay. But he's not a he's not as big of a part of it as he actually was during those years. He was also like, where's Rodman in five and so we just don't even hear from Rodman at all. No, we hear anymore. Rodman say one thing: Are you going to go golfing with Jordan? And the guy's like, No, I'm going to Hooters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is both like when I was twelve, I'd be like, Hell yeah! And but now I'm thirty-seven, I'm like, That's fucking lame, dude. <laughs> yeah, should... I know. Who really wants to do that? That's just weird and sad. Very this is a weird. great series for all the wrong re- maybe all the right reasons. I don't know what's happening anymore. Well, I assume we're getting to dad next. It's got to be that's how we're going chronological. Flowed. We're going in this like pulp fiction esque style of storytelling, which I'm fine with. Uh, not everyone is fine with. Are you okay with the consistent timeline shifts? Um, yeah, I'm all right with it. A lot of people aren't, but I'm fine with it. I don't really know how else you do it. Yeah. Do you think we're going to get a lot about baseball or because that 30 for 30 already exists? There's no, See, that's what I mean. Like, I want to hear him talk about his failure more. Like that must've been (laughs) so weird for him to just suck at something. Yeah. But the way he exited it, it doesn't seem like it did suck because without the strike, there's a really good chance that MJ actually like makes the majors. Really? Yeah, but the 
yeah, there's been a lot of pr- like not proof, but like if you look at the stats, I guess that's proof. If you look at the stats of what he did in a winter ball, like he was doing remarkably well compared to what he did in double A. And yeah, there was a chance within like a year or two he'd actually make the Chicago White Sox squad. Mm. He's got three three homers in the minors. Yeah, but look like at his stats right now, it's it's not that bad. If you look at you're looking if you're looking at double A, yes, he definitely sucked when he started out. But if you look at the coaches that he had, like yeah, it kind of makes sense. Like Terry Francona went on to be one of the winningest coaches of the next two decades. That was his coach. You know what I mean? Like he. And I understand it's like it's a smart thing to say like Jordan would have been good and blah blah, blah. but it's just as smart to say like Jordan fucking sucked. Here's the tell-all book. <laughs> there is incentive to be like brutally honest about this guy and gambling and competitiveness. Like, there's no real need to say he would have made it unless he would have yeah. made it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, the other thing I noticed was uh, when they're when they're kind of putting all of the Jordan rules book on Horace Grant and Horace Grant like I didn't say shit yeah I'm like guys we all know it's Phil Jackson come on but I also, mean also who cares yeah like that doesn't true why are like people that are always mad at the source don't do a good job acknowledging like okay what was actually true and what was false and if they're attacking Which the source that really means get to. all it's of vague, it is true all of it is clearly true but what is it? I mean, unless you've read the book, they they hardly really mention what it was. The Jordan rules. It's just Jordan was a dick. Yeah, they don't mention the fact that this guy wrote two more books about Jordan. Why isn't he spill? Yeah, I mean, think of Ken Burns doing this doc. We'd get a lot more Sam Smith time. We'd get a lot more opposing players. That a lot more Isaiah Thomas time. A lot more of just cross section. You know. Yeah, but do you think that even needs to exist because of the way? This will be seen live because as soon as this is over, it's Sports Center doing recaps of it like it's real sports. And then all week on ESPN, it's just talking about the last two episodes and previewing the next two with all those players that don't like Jordan or played with Jordan or didn't make the cut. Hmm. For a guy that's so competitive, I don't know. I don't know. It, 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 it could be better. Oh, I, It could be better. It could be better. But what is it supposed to be? There's nothing ever like this this doesn't exist in any other format if it's a single documentary it's a single documentary that's it but this is captivating america i saw i either favored or liked it, whatever uh, all we're doing as a culture is watching michael jordan remind everybody about 20 year old beefs and how michael jordan is right about everything and it's fucking amazing <laughs> that's what this is that's exactly what's happening and i'm a hundred percent okay with it I hope we get some of him reflecting on his legacy as it relates to current players. I want to see him trash talk LeBron or I want to see him, you know, make a turn in his life where he's like, no, 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 LeBron's better. The game's evolved. I want to get that. I hope we get that. Okay. I think we came to a consensus about the greatness argument, didn't we? I believe so. Yes. What? what, Please say it because I don't remember. (laughs) Well, LeBron James is the best basketball player of all time. Yeah. Um, Michael Jordan is the biggest athlete of all time. That's true. I don't. Uh, is he bigger than Ali? Probably. I don't Cause know. Because pop culture was a different beast. I mean, you could argue that right now Dennis Rodman's bigger than Michael Jordan. I'm not being sarcastic <laughs> either. Uh, no, I mean, yes, you could, but. The, like you said, Michael Jackson's the only analogy, like the only one you can really that like walking out of a room and yeah. being swamped and just 
Yeah, LeBron. Well, here's the other thing about LeBron and what makes him so fucking great is we're in the age of social media and TMZ. Mm -hmm. This guy has made no mistakes. Yeah, he's the best person. None. He might, he's just a good dude. He's the maybe the best human being basketball player of all time in terms of like what he could do on the court and his influence outside of it. But also, isn't he sort of a bully to a lot of teammates? Probably. We do haven't I heard give that a shit, yet. Though? I don't fucking care. No, that's the game. The game's the game. He, you know, the thing is, Jordan's an asshole outside the game too. He's still picking on it's people. Awesome. And, you know. Oh my god, it's so good. So so good <laughs> when he's like. He's like, yeah, I went to the casino with some friends and family. I was home by 11.30, 12. I'm like, amazing, <laughs> amazing, amazing, amazing. Why don't people talk when it's th- when the argument is LeBron versus Jordan? I actually think Le- Jordan is better in if you stop at 98, but you don't because you played more. And because he played more and he stopped for it, that's why I put LeBron higher. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm thinking of it more in a vacuum of like peak LeBron is just a better basketball player. I don't player think than peak. I Michael think overall. Yeah, I'm thinking overall. both. I think both. LeBron and his best and versus George. LeBron's just a more complete player. He's a bigger freak of an athlete. Of course. I mean, of course. Yeah, it's just the, like anything. But hold on, the, hold on. That's not what I was going at. What I was going okay. is Michael Jordan is still part of basketball. And that should be judged as part of his legacy as the greatest basketball player ever because. He is basketball person. Let's just say basketball person ever. Okay. He doesn't even break the top five because of his horrible, horrible, horrible track record for the last two decades. Yeah, it's true. You could argue it's- that Phil Jackson is a more important or better basketball person because he's got the player championships, coaches championships, multiple on multiple teams, and then even as a GM, he didn't seem to be that bad in New York. He was not was any mm. one year of New York Phil Jackson as bad as any one year as good sorry, as bad as any one good year of Michael Jordan as the owner of the Hornets? Uh Michael Jordan's probably worse. That's what I'm saying. He's a very bad Okay. Owner. That should yeah. count on his record. Sure. <laughs> I guess. Seems like it skirts the conversation of, of them both on the basketball court. Fine. If but... we're going to just go basketball court, let's talk about the basketball court eras. Here are the two things I'm wishing that we would have seen. Uh, during those first three championship runs, Michael Jordan had a restaurant in Chicago that was very, very, very popular. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it was like, I think the billboard or the sign of it was like two or three or maybe even four stories tall of him dunking. I want to say the moon. Um that did, never Not came up. Steakhouse? Yeah, the Jordan Steakhouse. Because there was one in New York, too. I didn't know that. That's fucking yeah, crazy. Grand, Grand, Central, Grand Central Station. That there was a Jordan Steakhouse in New York blows my mind. Oh, yeah. And then why not have the Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan jam video? That's coming, I think. No, that was that's the first three championships. Is it? I'm 100% positive of that. Because that's off Dangerous. 91. You're not wrong. Is that maybe they're afraid after in a po- post Finding Neverland world they oh, just yeah. don't want to they don't want to poke that bear a hundred percent and I get that, that. sucks because it's no they but it's important now I've been to a Michael Jordan restaurant that he owned that was not basketball themed and it was just straight up good really yeah it was in the West Loop called like Blue One Eighteen or something like that before the West Loop took off as a thing so. Michael Jordan actually doesn't have the worst taste in restaurants, but I'm looking on Wikipedia for murals of it, and it's at least two stories long of him 
he's not dunking the moon. He's just floating indefinitely. <laughs> it's pretty fucking great. Um, did uh, Patrick Ewing have a restaurant? Not to my knowledge. Charles Oakley had a car wash, though. Wait, where? Yep, you heard that right. You heard that right. He owned car washes in Yonkers and Long Island. That's amazing. Oakley's Car Wash. By the way, there still is a Michael Jordan restaurant in Oak Brook, Illinois. Uh, if you go to their website, michaeljordansrestaurant.com, uh, it's Dine Like a Legend. That's the first thing it says. It's just a steakhouse. Um, okay. I have a story about this exact area. So this is really, really close to a, a golf course that Michael Jordan used to golf at called Butler. And I was a caddy at Butler. And uh, uh, when you're a caddy at Butler, uh, that means you carry uh, golf clubs for uh, white men and uh, one <laughs> African-American member who happens to be named Michael Jordan. Uh, he was the only, wow. this is not a joke, the only African-American member. No women allowed. That's why they no longer host the, P- uh, the PGA Tour event. Uh, they willingly gave that up because they still don't want to let women on. And uh, I caddied for the president of the Seattle Supersonics and like one of the head guys at Adidas during the 95-96 finals. And i got to say, they were the nicest men <laughs> I ever dealt with there uh, because the actual members were fucking horrible. And uh, for the longest time, I think it was like 20 when I learned that mistress wasn't a legal term. <laughs> oh, God. I've said this story multiple times. It was completely true. Uh, they would all complain about their wives and their mistresses and like, thank God I have a girlfriend. <laughs> Or wow. th- thank God I have blank. That's what I thought. I literally did not know that was not a legal term for someone. That's absolutely crazy. You were 23? No, 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 no. I was like, tw- I was in college when I learned that mistress wasn't like a thing. Whew. Yeah. Sheesh. I was like, I, and also, there's a reason I was like a women's studies major and hated all men because of these people, save mm. for the guys from Adidas and the Seattle Supersonics. Good dudes. I like. I still like the Seattle Supersonics. That was cool. Ninety-eight All-Star Game, seeing Jordan, Kemp, Peyton was awesome. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and we would, that is very crazy. We would get a flat fee if we stayed for eight hours and didn't caddy for anyone. We got like twenty bucks just to like sit there and do nothing. So what we would do is you'd have to check in because there'd be a lottery at seven a.m. So we get there at like six thirty, six forty-five, get in the lottery because tea times. I think the first one was like seven thirty or eight. Um, and if your name is called like, all right, you're 30th on the list, you're fifth on the list, whatever you go out when they're called. Right. But if you're like me and fucking hated it and didn't want to be there at all, you would walk to the mall, which is the Oak Brook mall and, uh, try to stretch $5 for like eight hours. <laughs> so you're just sitting in the McDonald's a long fucking time, uh, trying to avoid people. And then you'd walk back and try not to get caught. And there'd be a handful of times where you got caught. So you've just spent eight hours in a mall trying to kill time outdoor mall and now you have to caddy for four to five hours wow i mean it's it is interesting though that you you did kind of absorb some of that uh that culture that jordan was immersing himself in oh, yeah even at the time i was like fuck michael jordan he's the greatest basketball player ever i hate yeah, all yeah. the people i love dennis rodman dennis rodman I, has he ever played golf that would be some fun thing there's that no hooters near oak brook near butler so no he never went there god the hooters thing so we're six in. There's four left. Yeah. What are you there's looking forward to? <sighs> I hope we. I don't know if we're gonna do the Wizards. That's like the one of the most interesting things to me is his his second return. Oh yeah. 
What a weird, what a weird moment in NBA history. So I didn't know that it was because of 9-11. I didn't know that either. Yeah, I was looking, I was doing some very basic research. He donated his 2001-2002 salary to like a 9-11 victims fund or what? something. What? Yeah. Hold on, let me, let's look this up. Nothing just like Googling Michael Jordan 9-11. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That's like the first line on the Wikipedia. Yeah. September 25th. Yeah. It's 2011. Really weird. But he still scored 23 points a game that season. Unbelievable. Yeah, he was still, wasn't, I just remember like every fifth game be like, old Jordan's here. Kind of, in flashes. Man. I remember that, it, what I remember about that was, um, I think he was like averaging 19.9 points a game in his final season and like, he wanted to end his career with every season being at least 20 a game. And he ends that 2002, 2003 season averaging on the nose, 20 points a game. I remember that was like, that was the competitive thing at the end for him. Like shit, I need to score at least 25 in the last, however many games to like up the average to 20. I have one, not complaint, but just one observation. Um, Episode five was dedicated to Kobe Bryant. We hardly got any Kobe. Which I'm 100% okay with. And there's a direct camera interview with Kobe. He's like, people would say, like, who would win on one-on-one or who's the greatest? No one said that. No one thought Kobe yeah, was no, the best. <laughs> no one. Now, no one thinks that. I loved it. I did love the clips of, of Jordan trash-talking him in the locker room. Sure. Like that Lakers kid. I liked that a lot. I, I want wanna, more of that. I want to know what he legit thought of Shaq. True. Because I think there's a solid argument for peak Shaq versus peak Michael. Shaq wins. Oh, Shaq is so underrated. He was in, He was insane. I mean, think of the 95 playoff series against the Magic. Think about that. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Who won a bunch of rings with Phil Jackson? Like, these things are connected, man. Mm-hmm. And Shaq Undoubtedly. Was, Shaq actually liked to, like, you know, have fun. So that's another thing that's weird. Shaq mm-hmm. didn't need basketball. Basketball needed Shaq. Why didn't we get more interviews with Barkley about him and Jordan off the court? Why aren't we getting any interviews with Oakley at all? Yeah. You know, that's what I'm saying. There's an underbelly to this and this, but I mean, of course they're not going to want to touch it, but hell yeah. I want to hear, I want to hear some stories from Oak about casino nights, but that's the thing. Twitter I want to hear exists. more about slim. Where's what, what, what oh, we, we kind of yeah. touched on slim, but like What? Just because you write a drug dealer who's in jail a $71,000 check or someone that's recently uh, deceased, even though they're only 35, <laughs> for mob ties, it doesn't necessarily mean you're a bad person. No, no, you just lost a friendly game of golf. That's what I want to know. I think those security guards at the United Center could have bought a house with the money they made on that coin game. <laughs> I think so, too. All right, so like I said, last four episodes are coming up. You're, I also want to know about the wizard stuff, but I don't think there's any reason to go there because it doesn't end yeah, well for anyone. Won't. There's like no, unless you're Phil Jackson or unless you like fast forward 15 years for Steve Kerr, if there's no real reason to keep going forward. No, there's not. Um, I guess I want. I don't think I'm going to get what I want because it's already the cake is baked here. I, I, I see the format. I see what they're doing. So within the confines of of what what's being given to us, what do I want? Um, 
more locker room stuff, more more footage. I hope that they lean heavy on some of this footage that's been unvaulted because I feel like we're getting slivers of it, but not that much. Yeah, I like the coin, the coin scene the with the guard, great. that's the best. That's amazing. Give me more of that. But does he punch or push Steve Kerr during the 98 season or something like that? I don't remember. I, 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 unless they have footage of that actually happening, there was a lot of buildup for a lot of nothing here. Punch. It was a punch. Or Jordan's so smart that he made it seem like he'd murdered someone on camera, and now that he didn't, we're like, oh, no, he's still great. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. He definitely hedged his bet there, like, oh, God, I can't. I hope you guys don't hate me after you see this, and then we're all expecting something awful. And he's like, oh, what? I just meant that I'm a gambler. <laughs> I love this series so much because it made uh, me wanting to learn more. Last week, as soon as we stopped recording, I went on and watched more Dennis Rodman on ESPN, and like his video explaining the triangle offense is the first time I completely understood the triangle offense. Like that's the kind of <laughs> that's the kind of shit. Like I could now find every single thing I want because the internet exists. That's why I'm sort of okay with the giant blind spots in this documentary series. True, you can follow up and do your own research. That's yeah. absolutely true. Are you um? Do you have a routine when you watch these? See, I'm I'm pouring scotch every time, and I'm not even really a scotch drinker like that anymore. I drink more tequila, and but I'm, I'm like cracking beer. I'm drinking a side scotch. I'm trying to get in the mentality of Dirtbag Jordan. Well, now I know what I want to do for the last two weeks, which is uh, drink some Miller Lite and MGD because that's what True. champions drink. But no, uh, because of the kid and because I like pinched a nerve in my back yesterday, like every week has been different for me. Mm-hmm. I, I'm wearing a bull shirt every time I'm watching it, but like that's not really different than my normal like day to day outfit. <laughs> like, I'm wearing a Blackhawk shirt today, like it's not that different. Oh, one quick observation: I, I want to know what you think of this. Based on decades, the '70s were the best time to be a, a New York fan. The '80s were the best time to be an LA fan. The '90s were the best time to be a Chicago fan, and the last two decades were the best time to be a Boston fan. You're missing the Lakers. No, that's L.A., I said. Didn't I say L.A. for the 80s? Yeah, because you can make the same argument in the 2000s. No, 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 no. Think about the – like, no, the, the, they have the self, they have all four majors win within that 20-year gap, and you get the Red Sox breaking their curse. The Boston owns so the last from 2000, 20 years. Oh, you're saying all sports. Yeah, all sports, all four. First 10 years of the new millennium was – we got one, two, three, six Lakers champion – I'm sorry, seven – Lakers finals appear eight finals appearances by the Lakers. Yeah, but you get the football dominance, it's crazy. football dominance, multiple red, three World Series for the Red Sox. The Bruins win one championship for ah. and the Celtics win. Come on. All right. Also, because the Dodgers are like sort of beloved and haven't won since the 80s. That's why I'm going to stick that in the 80s. So then what are we saying about this last decade? Still the boss. Still the last two decades were Boston. But they hadn't done shit in basketball. Uh, but they were somewhat competitive, and who are you going to give it to? Like, you can't give it to Miami. You can't give it to Florida because all they had is the Heat. You clearly can't give it to Golden State. I mean, State I can just... only think about basketball, but, I mean. Oh, if we're doing basketball... just basketball, then, yeah, clearly the last decade was Golden State. And then the decade right. before that was Los Angeles. Or San Antonio is. is Sure. But I'm sure they can all know. four majors because that's another thing I remember while watching this series. Like, every once in a while, like, there's a guy in a um, – a Blackhawks jersey or a Blackhawks thing at a Bulls playoff game. It's like, oh, yeah, that's right. That same building hosted the finals in the same week in 92. Like, that's a pretty interesting, rare thing. 
there's a shocking lack of parity in NBA champions when you really look at this. And it's like the Lakers, the Celtics, the Pistons, the Bulls, the Spurs, and then the Warriors. And that's really it. You have like a few outliers. You have like the Raptors sneak one in. You know the Heat sneak a few in, and you could you could group the Raptors sort of as a San Antonio win if you really want to be a dick. Kind of, you could, and the Sixers in '83 is the last. You know, the Sixers in '83, the Bullets, the Sonics could in, kind in, of yeah. include the Rockets in San Antonio and just say Texas. Same with the Mavs. Throw that under the Texas. Sure, umbrella. right, right. And I mean, then LeBron giving Cleveland that title is yeah. so amazing. Mm-hmm. But it's crazy how many NBA franchises have not won a championship. I would happily watch a 10-part documentary about the last 10 minutes of Game 7 of the 2016 NBA Finals. Of the 2016? Oh, yeah, man. Just where, like, every hour focuses on the one of the last, like, 10 minutes. And you could do what you do now, like, throw back and forth, like, give me your LeBron hour, give me your Kevin Love hour, give me your Kawhi. Like, I said Kawhi, so... Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Give me your Curry hour. Like, th- give me players. Give me five hours from each guy on the court, and that would be amazing. A hundred percent. Have Steve Kerr narrate the whole thing because he seems to be like okay with that loss, and that led to Durant. You don't get Durant without that loss. Like, that's a fascinating, get, like, single game. You got the goddamn Undertaker showing up for the ring ceremony next year for the Cavs. Like, that's crazy. Very. I mean, Steve Kerr five. Consecutive finals appearances. Very impressive. Very, very impressive. Jordan has not been that successful post-playing career. <laughs> no. Or has he? You know what I mean? Like, what does he actually uh, want? Maybe his goal in life was to destroy a team. Well, then, fucking mission accomplished. Isn't that kind of cool? Yeah, right? It's a, it's a grudge with somebody in D.C. Yeah. For some old gambling shot. bet. And he's, he's like, one day I'm going to buy your franchise and fucking ruin it. Or, I mean, not, not, I'm sorry, in Charlotte, not D.C. He had a bet but, against um, Isaiah Thomas of who could do more damage to a franchise and MJ is going to win. Yeah, that's right. You won't outdo me. 